0: Welcome into Brewers on Tap, the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. Hi again, everybody. Jeff Levering with you, your host of the podcast, as we come to you from Arizona, covering the Arizona Fall League and the Surprise Saguaros, where as many as seven Brewers farmhands have been playing here in the fall. Don't forget that even though it's the off season, you can get involved with the podcast by tweeting the Brewers and using the hashtag BrewersOnTap. Get yourself involved for the next podcast will come up right after the winter meetings in December and gearing up for the Brewers On Deck event, which happens at the end of January. Lots to get to here on the podcast as we sat down with Manager Carlos Subero. He is the skipper of the Saguaros and five Brewers players, four pitchers, and then Yadiel Rivera. We'll hear from them. Throughout the course of this podcast. But first, some news. The Brewers have made some additions to their coaching staff as Craig Council will have a new pitching coach in Derek Johnson. The new bench coach will be his former head coach in college. That's Pat Murphy coming over from the Padres and Lee Tunnell returning as the bullpen coach. Derek Johnson joins the Brewers from the Chicago Cubs, where he was the pitching coordinator from 2013 through this last season. And prior to that, he spent 11 seasons as the pitching coach at Vanderbilt University from 2002 through 2012. Among others, Johnson guided the collegiate careers of 2012 Cy Young Award winner David Price and current Oakland A's ace Sonny Gray. Pat Murphy replaces Jerry Nairn as the bench coach. He spent the previous six seasons in the Padres organization, joining the club as an assistant to the Baseball Operations Department in 2010. He was a manager in Class A Eugene, AAA Tucson, and AAA El Paso before becoming the interim manager for San Diego June 16th this last season. And along with his professional managing experience, Murphy has had successful stints as a head coach at the University of Notre Dame and Arizona State. And as mentioned, he was Craig Council's head coach at Notre Dame all right as mentioned we had a chance to catch up with a lot of Brewers farmhands down here in Arizona and we'll start with a couple of players that made their major league debuts in September that's infielder Yadiel Rivera and pitcher Adrian Hauser so in this week's edition of catching up with the crew we talked to Rivera and Hauser about their time in the fall league and about their big league experience with the Brewers in September let's catch up with the crew Back in the Arizona Fall League and chatting with Adrian Hauser. And, uh, Adrian, phenomenal performance from you yesterday. Um, you know, coming off the Halloween start, and you come out yesterday, and you really, really dominated. You had the fastball going at first time through the order, first three innings, just fastballs and change-ups. You know, what's this experience like for you in the Fall League? And, you know, talk a little bit about yesterday's uh, experience against uh, the club.
1: Uh, you know, this experience down here is uh, really great. Uh... Get to go against a lot of the best hitters and best players in minor league baseball down here and, uh, you know, really challenge myself and, uh, you know, help me develop my stuff and get maybe, you know, take a shot at the big leagues next year for the full year and, you know, see what happens. And uh, as far as yesterday goes, uh, you know, just getting my pitches over the plate and let my defense work. I mean, I didn't record a strikeout and, uh, you know, the guys played great, especially in the fourth inning when I got into a little bit of a jam. Had a ground ball up the middle that uh, Torres, you know, turned the double play on, got me out of trouble, and, you know, that, that helped a lot. And, uh, you know, just defense behind me yesterday helped me a lot. And it was pretty fun. A ground ball
0: you talk about to Torres, that one gets you a little bit?
1: Yeah, it gra- uh, grazed the back of my thigh. I have a little... Have a little mark, but, you know, slowed it down just enough to get that double play, so I'll take it.
0: What was the experience like for you in September, being called up? I'm sure it was something you didn't necessarily expect, but to be able to pitch in Milwaukee and pitch well, what does that do for you moving into 2016?
1: Uh, You know, I mean, it gives me more confidence, you know, get a little taste like that there late in the season and uh, get to experience the the whole thing, you know, all the travel, how everything is. You know, it just makes me that much more... Hungry to try to get there, and you know, just uh, keep working hard and you know try to make a team.
0: Adrian Hauser is our guest, and Adrian, let's get real here for a couple of minutes. You know, last year, 2015, uh, you know, you moved five, six different times if you count spring training. I mean, in my last eight years, I've moved five different times. You did it in about six months. Have you had an opportunity to kind of catch your breath at all?
1: Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, it's been a lot of moving this season, but you know. Uh, If I wouldn't have been doing all that moving this season, I wouldn't be where I am today. And, uh, you know, it got me, you know, after the trade, it got me a shot at the big leagues and, you know, got up there. So, uh, you know, I'll I'll, I'll deal with uh, all the moving around uh, for those two weeks. So it's pretty fun.
0: When you go from, you know, A ball to double A in the Astros organization, you know, you see some tinkering, you know, with the pitching coaches in the organization. When you came to Milwaukee, did they kind of just – leave you be and let you do what adrian hauser does or did they try and tinker with you a little bit
1: uh you know hook down in, uh biloxi he just you know he just let me do my own thing he, you know every now and then he'd you know say hey maybe try this or maybe try that and uh, you know it's basically a, a two-person deal and we uh we know we just put our minds together and worked on different stuff and uh, it really helped you know i just did my own thing and i was just thinking you know I don't have to do anything to try to impress anybody. You know, I'm just going to go out there and focus on one thing, and that's pitching, and, you know, it worked out really well for me.
0: You know, not only are you trying to get to know a new organization, they're trying to get to know you too. It's, it's a two-way street, and, and do you feel like you know this organization now and, and can feel good going forward?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I'm starting to get the handles on things with this organization, and uh, everything's going pretty well. And, you know, uh, hopefully uh, get off to a great start here this uh, next year, finish up strong here, and have a good year.
0: What's crazy is that you just get to know the organization a little bit. You know, Rick Kranitz is no longer the pitching coach. Now you got a new pitching coach. Nice thing is you get the same bullpen coach and Lee Tunnel a guy you get to know a little bit towards the end of the season. But for you, it might just kind of feel like being traded again, right?
1: Uh, yeah, in a way. You know, uh, everybody's got their own theories about pitching and stuff so you know it'll be uh it'll be fun to see what the new uh, pitching coach has to say about things and uh, be fun to work with him and uh, see how things go he's
0: got a nice reputation of working with some uh, pretty high caliber guys like David Price and Sonny Gray Tyler Beatty, so it's not bad to work with a guy
1: like that right oh yeah definitely not especially when he's worked with guys like that you know, he, he, uh, he's he got a little bit of knowledge about baseball, so that's going to be nice. You know? right.
0: Final thing for you, Adrian, and you spent your time in September in the bullpen. You know, what were some of the things you learned out there? And, you know, first we'll start with what you learned. Second of all, I want to hear about the pranks that you guys pull out in the bullpen because I'm sure they were tough on you rookies out there.
1: Uh, you know, I learned it's, you know, I think it was loach told me, you know, or K-Rod, I can't remember. It was, you know, it's still the same game you've been playing since you were five years old. Someone told me that when we when we got to Chicago, you know, I just kind of took that out there with me in my first outing. And, you know, when I first stepped out there, it was about, looked like it was 100 feet away. But once the batter got in, you know, I was just relaxed. And, you know, it was the same game I've been playing since I was five. And that's how it went. You know, it was a lot of fun.
0: What about the pranks?
1: Uh, See, Loesch got us pretty good when we were in St. Louis because they do, God bless America, before the game. And uh, seventh inning stretch came along and, we were coming up. Uh, everybody was moving around, and Loach stands up to salute the flag, and we we're all like, oh, crap. So we start getting out there, and about the time all of us get out there to salute the flag, we hear uh, take me out to the ball game, and Loach is over there cracking up on the on the bench. So that was, he got us pretty good. He got a, I think there was only one person who didn't fall for it, so it was a pretty good prank.
0: It's not too bad. Uh, Marcus Handel, the bullpen catcher, talks a lot about, you know, when you go into the bathroom, they start throwing stuff at the bathroom door. So did you get freaked out at all by coups?
1: Uh, no, you know, Coos didn't really pick on me that much. But, you know, uh, maybe if I get there this year, he'll pick on me some more. So we'll see.
0: All right, Adrian, great stuff here in the Fall League. And uh, we'll see you in spring training. Sounds good. We're joined now on the podcast by Yadiel Rivera down here in the Fall League. And, uh, Yadiel, it's been such a, a fun couple of weeks for you here in Arizona, not only just to, to play on what is kind of like an all-star team, but you're playing really, really well. What's your experience been like so far here in the Fall League?
2: Oh, it's been a fun time with all these guys. I mean, you, you meet new guys in here and, and when you're the uh, uh, same guy with the Brewers and, you know, enjoying the, the this moment and, and having fun and, you know, doing what I, I know to do and just play the game.
0: You uh, got voted in by the fans to play in the Rising Stars game. Um, you know, what's that like to, to be voted in by the fans in, in a fall league?
2: It feel like my first uh, being the MLB uh, Major League uh, All-Star game. I mean, it feel fun that I see the fans vote for me and, and won me uh, in the All-Star game. And, and you know, I and just thank thanks all the fans for for both, and, and we're going to have that experience tomorrow.
0: What's this experience like for you? I mean, this is the best fall league that there is in the States. I mean, the the Caribbean series is different altogether. in Puerto Rico and Venezuela and Dominican, but this is the best group of players you can be with, and to be invited to something like this is a big deal.
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, it's something like... You're gonna remember. I mean, be with all these guys, and and you be select for be on the on the Star game. It's it's fun, you know. Take, it's gonna be something special, I say.
0: Yadiel Rivera is our guest here, and it was a great season for you. Started in Double A, go up to Triple A for a long bit of the season, then go back to Double A, and to cap it off with an opportunity to play in Milwaukee at the end of the year in September. You no, know, do, you, do you take a second or two to reflect on what this season has been for you so far?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, that's the, the word that I got right now. I mean, starting double-A, go triple-A, and, and be back with double-A for, uh, for the playoff. And, and from nowhere, get the call, call up to the big league. And that got me like, wow. Like, we started pretty well this year, and we finished it, like, with the goal, like, being on the big leagues. And, you know, uh, something it's something a, it's a special year for me. I mean, I, I, offensively, I, I, I did well and, and defense and you know i can't wait to be back in spring training
0: it's not too far away too i mean you know you were, we were talking a little bit ago you only had four days off between the regular season of the major leagues ending before you had to come out here to arizona you know four days is not a lot of time before you got to start ramping it back up again you know how did you relax for those four days knowing you had to come back out here to arizona
2: well you know think it, uh, just uh, be with the family pretty much that's what i did those four days and and be mentally ready. That I had to be back here and and play play the game. And, and you know, it's something that uh, is it's the fall league. So it's it's something like a lot of guys here and a lot of prospects. And you have to do do well. And and you know, you don't playing just for one team. You you're here to play for everybody too. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, uh, I can't wait to be back at home and see what I do for uh, winter ball.
0: Uh, the fall league's going to end here pretty soon. And you know, are you going to keep playing through winter ball and just keep it going until spring training?
2: I I want to keep uh, working on my offense and, and play a little bit more at third base. Uh, so I'm thinking play a, li- uh, a little bit in Puerto Rico and see how my team does. And uh, But i do not thinking play in the Caribbean series right now.
0: Uh, well, enjoy the last couple of weeks here. I know you've been playing a lot at third base here in the fall league, but the, the ability to play shortstop and second base too, uh, just the versatility that you have really lends well to what the Brewers are trying to do here in the future, doesn't
2: it? Yeah, you know... Uh, you have to be ready for whatever they need you. My my big league debut was at third base. I mean that's something I you don't expect. I was you know thinking shortstop, second base, something like that, but right away I got double switch. I came uh, <laughs> Chicago and uh, so you know I'm trying here, uh, working up there with uh, Carlos Suárez. We working uh, on I like positioning all this and all the stuff and and you know that's I, I can wait. Really, like be back at home and and play a little bit. They're base in woodenball,
0: nice to have a guy like Adrian Hauser just pop in and make and, and assert his presence here in the clubhouse, isn't it
2: He's uh, a fun guy, so we like each other.
0: All right, uh, Yadiel, you know, one final thing for you. I mean, spring training right around the corner. How much are you looking forward to, you know, maybe earning a job with the Brewers next year in a full-time capacity? You know, there's so much movement here with Milwaukee, and, you know, you put yourself on the radar with the season that you had. How excited are you to finish out these two weeks, kind of rest for a couple of minutes, and then, bam, here you go, February, show up, and maybe win a job?
2: No, you know, that the go on the offseason workout and then, uh be here spring training ready for for make the team that's a goal i mean i want to make the team and play in milwaukee and and you know represent the brewers and and you know that's the that's the goal right now make the big league team next year
0: great season enjoy your time here in arizona
2: thank you yeah <laughs>
0: Really good stuff from both players, Yadiel Rivera and Adrian Hauser. For Yadiel, he was named to the Fall Stars game, as talked about. Went 0-4 in the game but played the entire contest at shortstop. Rivera so far hitting three forty in the Fall League. With a home run and 10 runs betting. in, he's had a pair of four RBI games here in the fall. And Adrian Hauser, 2-1 and in five starts with a seven earned run average. He's allowed just five earned runs in 19 innings with 12 strikeouts. And probably as good as it got in his last appearance on Thursday this last week as he blanked Glendale for five innings. As we do in each and every episode of Brewers on Tap, we break it down. And it only seemed fitting to break it down this week with the Saguaro's manager, Carlos Subero, who's managing the Arizona Fall League for the first time in his career and coming off a great season with the Biloxi Shuckers in AA. There are a lot of factors in managing this somewhat all-star slash spring training type of team down here in the Fall League. So let's break it down this week with Carlos Subero. Let's break it down manager of the Surprise Saguaro's. Carlos Subero joins us now on the podcast. And, Carlos, this has been quite the 2015 season for you. Obviously, the Biloxi team was fantastic. We'll talk about them a little bit. But, uh, you know, the opportunity to manage in the Fall League is very special, and it's it's an honor to do that. You know, you're down here. You're
3: essentially in spring training mode with an all-star team, it feels like, right? (laughs) Yes, it is. That's a great description. And like you said, it's definitely a privilege and an honor of doing uh, the Fall League, uh, having all the prospects, top guys from from five different organizations it's like you said a, an all-star team in sprint training mode it's all about developing it's all about seeing those kids uh, develop you're not gonna make any moves that if somebody you got runner second and third and the lefty's coming up you're not gonna bring a lefty and you're gonna let him get his pitches in and figure it out so it's a great environment great group of kids tremendous character it always helps uh, great staff uh, it's been a, a real good time here so far
0: Now in a format like this, are you getting your cues from the other major league organizations on how they want to use their pitchers and hitters and that type of thing?
3: Yeah, we we get all that uh, lined out. There's some meetings that you have prior to the season starting, and each team has a priority priority means you're going to play four out of six times in a week uh, the other kids you try and give them as much abs as you can with the pitching side each team uh, gives you a starter that's going to go a certain number of pitches and then in the relievers uh, we got a case where we can bring some guys in a clean inning some guys can come in and relieve somebody in the middle of an inning so you got all those restrictions you want to give them a certain amount of innings and equal opportunities to each one so yeah, I would say that's the toughest job trying to have 20 pitchers on a staff and trying to give them all <laughs> equal opportunities. But it's, it's been a challenge, but it's been great at the same time. Uh, I think Jose Rosado, the pitching coach, has done a good job of monitoring and doing that.
0: And You get a handful of your own guys that uh, that you had in Biloxi this year that are here: Damian Magnifico, Jacob Barnes, you know Hauser and Hayter, and Yadiel Rivera, Nathan Orf, Michael Reed. The list goes on and on. I mean, it's nice to see some familiar faces in that clubhouse and to see these guys. Get the invitation to have the seasons that they had in order to get that invitation here to play in this elite league is something special for you.
3: It is, you know, having the whole roster was composed of players, our Brewers roster of players that were in double A, a couple of them finishing triple A in the big leagues, as we know, but the majority of the time it was spent in Biloxi. So you know them already, you know the buttons to push to to get them going on a daily basis, and especially right now, you got uh, you're going into your month number 10 of, of baseball and how to keep them fresh and with a mindset of being able to perform, being seen by so many scouts and uh, GM and different personnel that comes over. It's probably the first time they get to see them in person and still to make a good impression and and put them in a situation to succeed. So it's been great. Each one of our guys have enjoyed a real good uh, fall league so far and they've performed very well.
0: I think the interesting thing, I was talking with Yadiel Rivera a little bit earlier. He said, you know, not only is he having a great fall league, he's playing really well, he's going to play in the Rising Stars game, um, but he said you're not just playing for your team. You're playing for every other team, too, and you just said it now. You've got the scouts that are out here. It's just kind of like playing in spring training. Towards the end of spring training, you've got roster decisions that have to be made, the roster decisions that have to be made at the major league level here coming up in December. So this is a really big time for these kids.
3: I think it's the only scenario... Uh I know during the season, everybody has their scouts, and they will scout your team, but in this one, you know for sure the other 29 teams are watching you. You know, every every team is represented in a coaching staff in the league, and not only that, every team has the rovers and all the different personnel in the stands, so you know all 29 teams, besides yours, number 30, will be watching you, and will be watching your performance, so in a sense, we all know they, they all want to make it to the big leagues, and um, you know, sometimes you got a shortstop ahead of you and you might be stuck there, but you might be a, a trade bait. And I think they're all aware of it. Um, hopefully all of our players stay with Milwaukee and have an impact with it. But if it's not the case, the, at the same time, like Jadil said, they're being watched here by, by somebody that hopefully in the future gives them an opportunity. A guy who
0: played up the middle with Yanni Rivera this year was Orlando Arcia, and we've talked about him many, many times, and um, he just keeps racking up awards here in the offseason. I think they're, they're very well deserved because he had a phenomenal season really put himself on the map. But, you know, we talked about in August the comparison with Elvis Andrews and, and all of that comparison, but I think it's, it might be unfair to, to try and compare him to another player. He's just so unique in his own special way. You know, what was it like being around him for a whole year?
3: It was great. Um, I think I once told Orlando, when somebody asked him, he said, I want to be like Omar Vizquel. I said, it's a great and, and high standard as a Venezuelan that we are, a great shortstop. But I said, what about being the first Orlando Arce? And many kids seeing, saying, I want to be like Orlando Arcia I said, you have that capability. You you are that type of player. You, you shouldn't be, want to be like that guy or accomplish what he did. There will be a lot of guys saying, I want to be like Orlando. Orlando – Talking a couple of days ago with some people about Orlando, it's, it's not only what he brings on the table, uh, numbers wise. You know, this kid's just special. He's gifted. He's a leader, a natural leader. He's not looking to lead, it's just he's going to lead naturally. It's just the intense. Uh, how intense he is about competition you know, on a daily basis you see it the worst thing you can do to Orlando is bench him or give him a day off he'll make sure you won't give him one you know <laughs> he'll be all over your case for nine innings bothering you I'm gonna get my ab now right? I'm gonna pinch it right you're gonna get me in the ninth. that's Orlando got a total day off he and that's how competitive he is you know we're losing by two one time in the seventh and there's a situation for him to pinch hit. He has his batting gloves, everything ready. He's like, I- "I'm the pinch hitter, right? I- you know, I- I'm gonna turn this game around." It- that's the type of kid he is, and and that and that's just a positive impact throughout the whole dugout. Mm-hmm. He's accountable when the situation comes up, and you say, "Look at somebody that you want to do this." I'll guarantee you, everybody's eyes will gravitate where Orlando is. And Orlando's like, I got you guys. That's the type of guy he is. At the same time, he's not a selfish guy, he's somebody that he wants you to succeed and he. Constantly, he's on over his teammates, you know, about performance and getting better and, and uh, you know, making sure when they don't do something right. So it's, it's a kid, one of those unique kids that you don't have, special kids in, in player development, that this stage already has a big league mentality, thought process of how to go about a game and winning games.
0: You're talking about all these great characteristics. The fact that he's 21 years old, I mean, that just speaks volumes to how he
3: is. Yes, yes, and I, you know, I said I want to meet your mom when she went there <laughs> because there's something about you guys do it right. You know, when you see his brother, you know, he's a little confident too. They're different. They're real different in how they go about their leadership. But uh, and I met his mom and say hi and said you've done a great job with your kids. His mom, I heard, play softball at a very competitive level. And uh, you could tell when things were not going well, she could keep her calm, you know, watching Orlando struggle. She wasn't right. She wasn't like going up and down. So, yes, it is. I think all those qualities besides his talent that we all know, it should make him a special player in the big leagues.
0: Well, Carlos, uh, I don't want to take any more of your time. You know, congratulations on a great season with Biloxi um, and to have the honor to manage here in the Arizona Fall League. It's a special season for you. I know you're looking forward to at least a couple of weeks off uh, in the offseason before spring training gets here. But uh, great season. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes.
3: No, thank you, Jeff. Checking
4: in
0: on the farm. Back. We check in on the farm this week, and Minor Details is up and running still in the fall. Updates on all things minor leagues with the Brewers organization. You can find Minor Details at minordetails.mlblogs.com. That's the official minor league blog of the Milwaukee Brewers. Some news to report. The Brewers announced that the team will close the spring training schedule in 2016 with an exhibition game against the Biloxi Shuckers at MGM Park in Biloxi, Mississippi. Game will take place on Saturday, April the second, and this is the first time that the Brewers will play in Biloxi. As a matter of fact, it's the first time a major league team has visited the Gulf Coast city since 1935, when the Washington Senators held spring training at Biloxi Stadium, which is now the site of Keesler Air Force Base. Well, since we're talking about the minor leagues and a couple of guys that did not make their major league debuts this past season, but you might be seeing them in a Brewers uniform come 2016, the trifecta of Josh Hader, Damian Magnifico, and Jacob Barnes. First, we'll hear from Josh Hader, who was recently named the Arizona Fall League Pitcher of the Week and has looked absolutely dominant in his last couple of appearances. We'll hear from Josh Hader first... Still down in the Fall League, and we chat with lefty Josh Hader, uh, pitching here in the Fall League, and uh, had quite the week last week, just named Fall League Pitcher of the Week. That's uh, quite the accolade to get.
5: Thank you, thank you.
0: Obviously throwing the baseball very well, and, uh, you know, I was sitting behind home plate in your last appearance, which was on Friday, uh, and Carlos Sabero backed it up, said it was the best you'd thrown this entire fall. How are you feeling?
5: Uh, right now I'm feeling good, you know, just, uh, just trying to stay healthy and get through this uh, last couple weeks, and, uh, you know, just... Kind of maintaining my mechanics and refining my pitches.
0: You've been pitching out of the bullpen here in the fall. Uh, a little bit different role, or are they just trying to limit your innings a bit?
5: Uh, I'm not really sure. I think it's just mostly just limiting my innings. Um, but it's been, it's been good. Um, you know, it's no different. Uh, I came from Houston, so I kind of got a little bit of experience in the, in the bullpen. So it, it's kind of been pretty easy for me.
0: That's a good thing, and uh, the slider's coming along very nicely. Uh, you know that was a pitch that you needed to work on coming into the fall. How are you feeling with it?
5: I'm feeling great. I got more confidence with it. I'm throwing it behind in counts with the batters when it's more of a fastball count that I I can keep them off balance of that fastball. So it's been a, it's been a real big pitch. You know, keeping the, keeping the fastball looking looking good too as well off that slider.
0: It's not a bad thing when you've got 97 to back up that nasty uh, slider that you got and the changeup to go with it, too. Um, you know, what's it like coming here to the folly? You know, you, you've got the same manager that you had in Biloxi, but you only had him for a couple of months. Uh, Brand-new pitching coach. Are they trying to just let you do your own thing, or are they trying to tinker with you a bit?
5: No, it's kind of just uh, doing your own thing. You know, if they see something that you kind of, you know, coming off the ball a little bit, they'll tell you. But it's not much of a uh, refining, like, changing me at all just kind of doing what you do and uh you know just go with it
0: taking cues from uh the, from the brewers organization i'm sure yeah that's always a good thing to uh to keep things together hey uh you know this is it's been a crazy year for you you get traded in the middle of the season you've been bouncing around all over the place you've probably lived in five different places have you had a chance to kind of catch your breath at all
5: uh you know you kind of you kind of just catch it during during that while it's happening uh you know you just kind of don't let it get over your head too much you just kind of stay uh to stay low-key about it and, and pretty chill
0: once the season was over did you have an opportunity to go home and, and rest just for a couple of days before you got out here
5: yeah actually we had like nine days so we got to go home and chill <laughs> hang out with the buddies and uh you know just kind of lay back see the dog and family so it was nice
0: it's always nice and uh, a nice little preview are you going to play it all once fall league's over or you just kind of shut it down before spring training
5: yeah definitely going to shut it down just uh get my arm back to uh you know back to the rest you know just take the workload off and just enjoy the off season.
0: once the off season is here you got big plans you got some concerts you're going to some hunting some golfing what are you doing
5: definitely some hunting you know that's one thing i've been uh, been itching really hard to do um but yeah you know once i get home just just kind of relax and just get out in the tree stand and just enjoy myself
0: kind of tough to hunt out here in arizona
5: yeah for sure there's not too much around
0: here Good target practice with all the cactus, though. Yeah, you could, you
5: could do that one. Yeah, I think
0: you might get in trouble with uh, the with Department of Agriculture, yeah, though. Exactly. Uh, Josh, great job. Uh, again, congratulations on uh, Fall League Pitcher of the Week, and uh, we'll see you in the spring. I
5: appreciate it, man.
0: Good stuff from Josh Hader Is looking forward to a little bit of time off once his Fall League schedule is finished. But he's been tremendous in the Arizona Fall League. Five games out of the bullpen with a 0.90 earned run average. Ten innings. He's allowed just one run on four hits with four walks and 15 strikeouts. Those 15 punchouts leads the surprise Saguaros. And a first for Brewers on Tap is we had a combo interview. Damian Magnifico and Jacob Barnes have had a tremendous fall league, capped off with an appearance in the fall stars game last weekend, and both were brilliant in those appearances. So let's hear from the fireballers, Damian Magnifico and Jacob Barnes. Well, we're sending some history here on Brewers on tap. We're going to do a combo interview for the first time ever. It only took us 33 episodes to do it. Uh, so Jacob Barnes and Damian Magnifico are joining us now on the podcast and, uh, Guys, this last weekend was the uh, the Fall Stars game. Both of you had an opportunity to pitch in that. And we'll start with you, Jacob. I mean, what was that experience like for you, not only being selected, but pitching on that national stage?
6: Uh, you know, it's always great to be selected for those type of games. And uh, also, you know, playing on TV where your family and friends back home can see you. Uh, you know, it's a lot of fun playing with uh, that caliber type of guys. And, uh, you know, we just kind of enjoyed it and had fun together. And, uh, you know, it was just a good time.
0: What about you, Damian?
6: I think it's an honor to be
4: selected. I mean, a lot of times when those things happen, you're kind of just like, all right, let's go. I mean, it's another game. But, uh, yeah, it was an honor to be selected. It was fun being able to, my family text me saying, hey, we saw you. So that was always fun.
0: I can imagine you guys didn't have a lot of uh, nationally televised games when you were coming through, certainly not in the minor leagues, uh, maybe even in college a little bit, but not so much. But, I mean, to be on that national stage and pitch the way that you guys did, I mean, both of you guys were lights out.
4: I you just go in there and treat it like any other game. I mean, you can't go in there and put too much pressure on yourself. So, just go in there throw the ball like you know how
6: Mm -hmm. so that's all you gotta do a
0: little bit for you jacob
6: yeah basically the same thing i mean you just at the end of the day i mean you know that happens but when you step on that mound you just kind of have to you know focus and uh keep doing what you've always done
0: this, uh, this fall league is a pretty prestigious league to play in, uh, you know, to get the invite to come down here and then to pitch the way that you guys have this entire fall. It uh, kind of backs up what you guys did all season long, too, in Biloxi. You guys were part of that outstanding bullpen. It was a great team. We don't need to talk about the 54-game road trip. We've we've all heard about it. We've talked about it for seven months. Um, but, you know, it was a great season for both of you guys and both in different roles, too. Jacob, you started this season as a starter, then going to the bullpen. Damien, you were making the transition into a, into a bullpen guy for the first time in your career. Those are not easy transitions.
6: Uh, no, no, not really. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're still pitching. So, you know, you you got to just keep focusing on executing pitches and, uh, you know, just try to take advantage of the opportunity that is given to you, you know. As long as you're pitching, you always got a shot. So that's all that matters.
0: Well, Damien, for you, it was coming into spring training. Uh, all right, you're going to be in the bullpen. What was that like for you mentality-wise?
4: I mean, I expected it. I mean, it's kind of how I played out. Pitching-wise, it's what best suits me. I mean, I kind of did it a little bit in college, but it's not the same in pro Bowl when you're playing every day instead of once a week. But, uh, I mean, I enjoy it. I really like it, so I'm just going to keep rolling with it.
0: And, Jacob, for you, it was a transition mid-season. I'm sure it's a lot more difficult to go into a season as a bullpen guy than go into a starter than it is, hey, I'm a starter, okay, you're going to move me to bullpen.
6: Yeah, uh, it was a little different at first. I had to kind of change up my routine and get used to the uh, the reliever role. You know, getting ready every day instead of the starting role where you have you know every fifth day kind of thing. So that that took a, a little bit to get used to. But I mean, at, by the end of the year, you know, I was I was used to it and I was comfortable down in the pen and uh, I enjoyed hanging out with the guys down there and uh, kind of messing around.
0: Well, let's talk about messing around in the bullpen. That's Basically, what you guys do—you got a lot of games that you play. Some you can talk about, some you can't talk about. Uh, Josh Hader is in your bullpen now. I mean, that's quite the character to have in a bullpen, isn't it?
4: Oh yeah, he—he's definitely a character to have down there. He's definitely uh, your typical lefty. Yeah, he's definitely got that that mentality down there. But uh, he's fun. Just enjoy yourself down there.
0: Did you guys have to indoctrinate him, like the little hazing into the bullpen, or what? Uh,
6: not so much with him. He kind of. <laughs> He kind of yeah he, he, he yeah he's he kind of he kind of embarrasses himself a little bit so we just let him be himself and you know we we all laugh at it and you know it's a fun time with him so.
0: What's the best prank you guys have ever played on somebody or had played on you in the bullpen that you can talk about?
6: What is it? I, I don't, I don't, I don't. In Chattanooga,
4: uh, there's a door that you have to walk through and you can't see past it, so put a cup on top. With a string, you open the door, it's going to get you a water. Well, we did that, and, like, he would pull it open and know it was coming. So we put a fake cup, and then he walked in and went to go pick up that cup, and the second cup got him. This probably one of the, the better pranks we pulled. Yeah, it, this is
0: on Tyler LaTorre, a veteran catcher guy, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, he was the one who thought of the prank and was getting us. <laughs> so we finally got him back, but. It's all fun and games.
0: It's all about the reactions, isn't it?
6: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just, the people who who don't expect it and, you know, normally get the reactions you try to get, and especially with him, because he's the one that kind of started all the pranks, you know, because being a veteran guy, he, he thought he could get away with it. But after a while, we kind of got comfortable with him and started, you know, trying to get him back with bunch of different things
0: adrian hauser is one of those guys who's uh went from a starter into the bullpen once he got to the big leagues kind of unexpected for him uh he was talking about this frothy beard that he's got going he he hasn't shaved since uh since he got traded um what do you guys think about that beard uh i mean we let him be him
6: (laughs) uh it's kind of getting a little out of control but you know hey it's working for him so we can't say much you know it's it's been good for him, so we, we're happy about it.
0: He's not going to win any beauty pageants anytime soon, right?
4: Not a chance. <laughs> right. He's finally going to let me trim that thing up here in a little bit, though. <laughs> I think
0: if he goes home for Thanksgiving, he's still got that thing. They might not let him in the house, right?
4: <laughs> They're not going to know who he is.
0: <laughs> and if he pulls in and he's on that little hoverboard, I swear, man, you guys don't have one of those yet, do you?
4: No, I tried
6: to get on it and about fell off. I ain't trying to. Yeah, we're not, we're not trying to get on that thing. That, he, he likes it. He can ride it well, but we, we're not trying to hop on that thing.
0: No, that's a death wish for me. It's not good. Uh, fellas, appreciate the time. You know, Continued success for both of you guys. Uh, we'll see you in the spring. Continue, again, here in the fall league. Keep pitching well, and then we'll see you in the spring.
6: Sounds good. Thanks for having us. Sounds good. Thank you.
0: Said they've had a great fall league. How about some numbers to back that up? For Jacob Barnes, six appearances, no runs, only four hits in seven and two-thirds innings while striking out 11. And for Damian Magnifico, six appearances. He's given up just one run in five and a third innings and is time for the team lead with two saves. He has struck out eight in those five and a third innings of work. That's Damian Magnifico and Jacob Barnes. Again, a trio of players for the Brewers that you could be seeing in a Brewers uniform come the 2016 season. Josh Hader, Damian Magnifico, and Jacob Barnes. Here's what's on tap with the Brewers. Here's what's on tap for the Brewers, and we'll have some news from the winter meetings come December. That's just a handful of weeks away. And then the Brewers on Deck event January the 31st, and then spring training just a couple of weeks after that to get yourselves ready for the 2016 season. Opening day, April the 4th, that's against the San Francisco Giants, and it'll be here before you even know it. Visit Brewers.com to sign up for your season ticket package. And get information on all the new promotional items that the Brewers released recently, including a Bob Euchre alarm clock. How about waking up to that every single day? Get up, get up, get out of bed. You got that right. Everybody's going to want a Bob Euchre alarm clock. Again, go to Brewers.com for more ticket information and for all those great promotional items. That's going to do it for Brewers on Tap this week from Arizona. Big special thanks to our guests, Manager Carlos Subero, Adrian Hauser, Yadiel Rivera, Josh Hader, Damian Magnifico, and Jacob Barnes. Whew, what a good show it was. My name's Jeff Levering. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Brewers. Brewers.